Podcast City Network. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Everett Lee Show. A shot of entertainment to the head. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the entertainment. Welcome, everyone, to the Everly Show podcast. I am Everly. Quick shout out to everyone who follows me on Twitter. You can follow me at the Score Lee, Facebook.com slash the Everett Lee. Click that thumbs up. And of course, Podcast City Network, the official host of the Everett Lee Show. You can check out more content and podcast on podcastcity.net. Well, I'm back again. Two podcasts back to back in a row. I hope everyone enjoyed last night's podcast I did right here on Twitch dot tv slash podcast city network i did with the chris rose it was always a pleasure to have him come on today i'm going to dial it back just a bit it's been a while since i've had a writer and author on i actually got two and it's going to be a first for me because one of my guests is the youngest guest i've ever had on the everett lee show that i'm going to interview today I want to introduce and welcome to the podcast authors and writers, Mark and Christina Retorto. Did I say that right? Oh, yeah, you said it correct. All right. <laughs> I'm always bad with names. <laughs> that's all right. You actually did it correct. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's that's awesome. That is awesome. What uh, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, what's uh, What's uh, with your last name there? Is that um, nationality? What uh, is that? Italian. Italian. Oh, okay. Yes. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. That is. And you live you live up in you live up north, don't you? Up around New Jersey, New York. Uh, we're actually located in uh, Bergen County area of New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. My wife's from New Jersey, and I have friends that a couple friends that live up there as well, up in New Jersey. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know where she's from? Yeah, she's from around Hazlitt and Mama Town. I think that's the names right there. Oh, oh I know where Hazlitt is. I grew up near there when yeah. I was younger. I used to live in the Red Bank area of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's and then I moved to uh, Bergen County uh, when I met met my wife to be. Oh, nice. And I've been up there nice all my i have i have five brothers and about four of them at one time uh been have been married to uh their wives have been from up north <laughs> so we're all from florida and we married uh our wives are from from up north <laughs> uh, oh so you're from florida yeah yeah daytona, oh, what part of florida? daytona beach ah oh, okay i've never been there i was supposed to go there on uh my college spring break one year, but I never got to go. But I go to uh, Boca Raton a lot. Okay. Yeah, I, kn- yeah. I don't know about where that college is. Friend. Yeah. So we visit them all the time. Yeah, Day- Daytona. Daytona is pretty good. It's a good tourist town. It has a lot of, a lot of like with race with the races with the NASCAR with the Daytona 500, and then uh, twice a year they in March they do Bike Week. Everyone comes down for a week there and down in downtown Daytona on Main Street to do bike week. And then they do in uh October they do uh Biketoberfest, which is about four days and it's it's great. I mean, just big big tourist town and it keeps growing every day. Pretty soon it's gonna probably be big as Orlando. Orlando is just crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to Orlando quite often too. Yeah. Disney World. Oh yeah. Like Christina? You like Disney World, Christine? Yeah. You do? <laughs> That's awesome. My wife loves it, too, and I can't wait to take my two-year-old when she gets a little bit older to uh, to Disney. Yeah, you got to wait till a little older so they remember it. Yeah, 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 definitely. And speaking of kids, you, you're a father of four, right? Yes, I have. I'm the proud father of four daughters. Wow, wow. Yeah. You're outnumbered, aren't you? <laughs> oh yes, yes. 
That's the, I, I'm outnumbered here, two to one. <laughs> I feel for you, man. <laughs> I have one one daughter, and uh, she's a handful. She is a handful, but four. Wow, my hats off to you, man. My hats off to you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's speaking of speaking of family. Pretty much, your family has is a writer of families, right? And it started out with uh, Christina writing first. Um, she published her first book when she was 10 years old. Wow. Uh, it's called, her first book is called I Am a Survivor. And then uh, shortly after that, probably like six months later after that one, she published her second book, which is called Invisible Girl. Oh. And uh, my second oldest daughter, Julia, is in the process of finishing up her first book. Um, hopefully it'll be done by August, you know, she's very busy, she's like, you know, an honor society, and she's, uh, she tries to focus a lot on her schoolwork, so, but, um, she'll eventually get that book done, and then actually my youngest daughter, Samantha, who's almost, who just turned nine, she's working on her book, too. Yeah. So it's like, like a family bug, so to speak. Right. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Getting getting into writing because it's it's a good creative process because you could come up and create the most amazing things and and just stories where you can go. To me, storytelling is like the like the it's been around forever and people today they they buy books. They even get the uh, Kindles. They get audio or you know the physical copy. I I prefer myself the physical copy because I like to sit there and hold it and I'm able to you know flip through it and feel it and stuff. But a lot of people prefer the digital the digital format and stuff though. But people are reading and that's that's what's great and that's that's awesome that everyone in your family there writes and is creative and and in the arts of doing that being a creative writer now with being a creative writer and being a writer and an author you actually have a book out called the cabal the cabal the saga begins when did you decide that you wanted to pursue that and how did all that all come about with your with your book right there how did that come about with publishing it and everything I actually started it um, probably like well over 10 years ago, and then I, uh, when I only had like my first and second kid, mm-hmm. around, I mean, and the life just took over, and I got busy, Right. and then Christina um, published her book. After we published her book and we went through that process, I'm like, you know what, I want to finished the book that I started. I remember I, I started a book and I actually still had the, uh, the Word document on my computer. And then I decided to pursue it. And um, what was interesting was when I started the book, it was originally supposed to be just themed uh, around, around the martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, um, people who know me, they know I, I'm a passionate about the martial arts. I've been in the martial arts on and off since I was like 14 years old. Right. But when I approached it again 10 years later, it was kind of like a different meaning for me. Um, I have a friend out there who's got uh, cancer. So I kind of based the book on, it's kind of like, I mean, the story doesn't have anybody with any cancer, but it's kind of like symbolism. Uh So in the story, um, the main character finds that his best friend um, got murdered. And it just so happens to be his friends happen to be a U.S. senator, and during the course of the investigation, he meets people um, that will forever change his life. And then they all find out that their lives were somehow impacted by a secret um, society. That's that, that their goal, main goal, is to take over the world. Right. And they discover that the same organization not only influenced somehow, somehow their impacted their lives, but also took someone away from them that they loved. Um, and then they find out that the same terrorist organization not only murdered this guy's friend, but was also planning a terrorist attack. 
Wow. So that is that they end up stopping them. Um, and there is a, there is a surprise twist in the end. The book the book is designed to have each character stand on its own on its own merits to spawn off different series. Huh. Um, that's that that was the approach I took to it. So like I said at the time I was um, I had some emotions with my friend. Right. And I just put it all in the book. <clears throat> wow. That's that's neat. I I like the story. It it kind of reminds me. It kind of reminds me of uh, something from like a Jason Bourne type movie with the with the conspiracy and the espionage and there's more behind everything that's going on. That's that sounds that sounds really interesting, man. I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pick that up and actually actually read that. That's yeah, yeah. that's that's cool. I like that. I like that. Now. Are you you planning on writing any other books, or you plan on writing more? You plan on writing more with that and do it as a series, as you said, right? Yes. Um, basically, like we first put it out in Kindle format, then we put it out in a paper book. We put it out in um, audio book format about a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I just started writing a different type of novel. Um, it's a, a vampire, a fantasy series, but I do plan to go back and write another story on the Cabal. Um, but it's a little harder for me because I work full time. You know, I got the podcast and four kids. Right. It's a little, it's a little hard. So my time is kind of limited. Yeah. And I know I do know there's a lot of people out there that have read the book and they're looking for the sequel. Um, they're actually looking, one person actually commented on uh, Amazon that they're actually looking for an origin story on one of the characters. So I, I may, I might do that first or I might do a, a continuation right. of, of where I left off in this book. But I definitely plan to do that. I'm also um, trying to see if I can turn it into some kind of movie. But I know it's a difficult process. I've met some, some screenwriters and it's very long. It's a long and complicated process. So I don't know if, if I'm going to end up doing it myself or I'm going to hire someone. Right. But uh, I figured first, let me finish the book that I'm currently working on, and then I'll go back and at least finish the sequel. Mm-hmm. The ball because currently the book I'm writing now again it's like it's like a vampire uh, fantasies novel, but right. I'm doing it as a series. So I'm I'm writing one big book, but I'm splitting it up into three different parts. Okay. Um, you know, and then each part will probably be distributed probably like four to six months in advance. Uh, I mean, four to six months apart. This way there's not that much uh, wait time between the books. Uh-huh. Um, and that's pretty much it. Just taking it taking it from there. Uh, it, is, it is a creative process, and it's not something um, you can rush. If right. You get to ask questions. My daughter, she can attest to it, even though she's got more time on her hands. It's... <laughs> It's not something you can spit out. Like you think you come up with the great idea, yeah, and then you try to put it on paper, but then you try to fill out the pages with more details to make the novel even more interesting, and it's not that easy. Right. <laughs> it it's not I mean, great ideas, and I can come up with like a, a backbone outline to the story, mm-hmm. but going into details is is what I find the most difficult and the most challenging. Yeah, it's fun. It is. It is. Now, did you did you self publish this yourself, or did you uh, go to a publisher? Uh, we self published all our own books. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a particular reason for that. Um, a lot of a lot of these. I mean, we eventually we have like some offers on the table from other publishers for our next books. Right. Um, we may we may try that out once with one of our next books that are coming out, uh-huh. but usually the profit splits are you know not so great if you go with a traditional publisher, and they say they supposedly market your book on your behalf. But I don't know how much of an interest they would have. Yes, it's not like we're you know Stephen King, right, <laughs> or you know James Patterson. Or they'll flood the the TV networks with ads on our books. 
<laughs> so, um, whereas, you know, so if I do know that they, they do try to help with the marketing, but I'm not too sure how much of the marketing you would help with. Right. And, and there's a lot of publishing companies that are like, all right, if you, you can keep 100% of the profits, but you have to buy a, uh, a package from them, you know, like, right. you know, marketing package or next amount of books. So we decided to go with the self-publishing route with uh, Barnes and Noble on Amazon because it was a little, it's obviously free. Mm-hmm. And you have a little bit more control, and you, you pretty much get around the same profit, if not more. Yeah, yeah. And go with Amazon. I don't know if anybody's listening to this and they're um, thinking of writing a book. If they go with Amazon exclusively with Amazon, you can enroll your book in the Kindle Select program. So that means you make money not only when buy, someone buys your book, you also get paid when someone reads your book. So it's kind of like a library. People check in your books. And they return them, you know, mm-hmm. whenever they want. Yeah. If you're, uh, I think you pay ten dollars a month, and you can get like twenty books a month. Actually, if you read twenty books in a week and return, you get another twenty back. Wow. If you're a member of a uh, Prime, I think, and you pay the, the Prime membership, I think you get like ten bucks. Not but, bad. Uh, yeah, and you, but it's a limited per month or whatever. But it's a good deal. It is. I mean, it's. Obviously lucrative being an author, but it does help. Um, you know, it's fun to do, and my daughter loves it. Right, Christina? Yes. She loves to write, and, you know, I, I support her. Okay. I, I, it's very interesting that someone at her young age is so interested and focused on creating stories. Yes. So. That is that's that is good. That is, I, one point a few years ago, I... I came up with like a really short story and uh, not like a novel, but uh, the novelette. And I ended up getting that published. I went through Amazon, uh, the publishing through Amazon there for uh, self-publishing. And it was cool. I got to to create the the cover and the back cover and all that there. And I believe that's, that's the way to go. A lot of authors and writers are doing it nowadays instead of hitting up publishers and being a self-publisher i've i've had on my show plenty of times i've had in the past i had uh, one author named jack flacco he published three books off of, for amazon and all three of them he self-published and they were like in the top 10 and that's just that's just a way to go and and just doing it that way but it's it wouldn't hurt you know like you said to try a publisher out and just for for one book to see how that goes too and that's that's pretty that's pretty neat there and you you said barnes and noble i read something today that barnes and noble got bought out did you hear about that no yeah yeah this uh one this one company went ahead and bought barnes and noble out for i think it was 475.8 475.8 million they bought them out and uh i didn't read more into the story though but uh, i thought that was interesting i'm like wow they got bought out <laughs> that's just that's just crazy <laughs> it is it is but i mean amazon amazon and uh barnes and noble and self-publishing is not bad, and like you said, yeah. Anyone, anyone want to publish a book? I mean, try that, do that, you know, and you know, or if you want a publisher, you know, try that too. But now, with writing books and publishing books, um, you said there is a uh, other family members that are going to be publishing books. Um, do they? Do, are they going to? plan on writing like a series or just uh one one books here or there different different stories mm, i don't know what julia's plans are mm-hmm. yeah, I think she's doing a series oh okay and yes the youngest one is planning to do a series too <laughs> i guess they, they put ahead <laughs> <laughs> Christina a few questions 
I want to I want to ask uh, ask you, Christina, about your first book that you wrote. I am a survivor. Can you tell me what that was about? Okay, so uh, basically, uh, um, I the idea was like like so basically, um, like they're like this girl and like you know she has cancer, and so basically everyone like. You know, she gets, like, bullied for having cancer and stuff at, like, her school. And, like, she feels like she misses out on, like, a lot of stuff. But, like, she learned how to fight through it. And, like, she learned how to stay strong even when, like, sometimes things hurt, like, physically or, like, you know, emotionally. And so, basically, yeah. <laughs> wow, that is, that's nice. That's, that's a neat story. Right there, and your other book, your second book, you wrote, Invisible Girl. What what is that about? So there's this girl who's named Elizabeth. Uh, in a story, she likes to be called Lizzie. So um, basically, uh, so Lizzie, she's like, she's really quiet. She gets scared whenever she has to talk, and so basically. Because of that, she's always been, like, ignored, like, and there's, like, really no one she could go to because her father is always working, always busy, never home, and she never knew about her mother. So, um, basically, uh, she feels like she's alone, sort of, but, like, she finds out more about her mother through, like, these, like, sort of, like, visions. And when she learns about her mother, she finds, like, they're going to help her find her mother. So when she finds her mother, she learns, she learns a lot about her mother. She learns about herself and a little bit about her father and her other family members. And she learns about, like, what it really is to be, like, have a friend and so basically, you know, she got, a little, she got a little bit more brave. She started talking more. And she she, met, she meets these two friends who help her with, like, stuff. And oh. so basically, yeah. <laughs> nice. How, how did you come up with the ideas for, for your books? And how did you take the experiences or other experiences to write, write both your books? Um, my first book really was just random, because, like, my dad came to me, he was like, hi, yeah, I know you like to write, so I found out about this Amazon thing where you could self-publish, do you want to write a book? I'm like, yes. Yeah. And he's like, okay, but you, you, need, you know, you need to have ideas. I'm like, yeah. So I was trying to, like, find out ideas, but I didn't really have any, so I, I went to, like, my friends, and one of them came out with the idea of having a girl with cancer, and so then... That idea creates um, I'm a Survivor. And then the second book, Invisible Girl, um, based on, like, you know, so I feel like all me and my sisters, we're not exactly, like, really loud in school. So, like, I feel like a lot of me and, like, especially my older sister, we can kind of sort of, like, relate to that because... You know, we're quiet. We're not really noticed. But, like, I don't want... And I know there's a lot of shy people. Some of my friends are really shy. But, like, I don't want them to think that, like, there's no hope. So I created an invisible girl, you know, for, like, people who might have been quiet. To, you know, think that, like, it's all in your head. It'll be fine. You just sort of need to be brave. Right. And things I like it. I like it. I, I myself, in high school... I was pretty quiet. I didn't say much. I kept to myself. I, I did have friends and acquaintances in school, and I wasn't too loud until my senior year in high school at the talent show, and then that's when I let loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everyone said to me at that, towards after the talent show, they said, for four years, you didn't say nothing, and then finally you just decide to speak. 
Oh, me and me and my friends, we we got together and um, we played Black Sabbath, Electric Funeral, with no drums, two guitars, a bass. I played bass, and my two other friends played guitar, and then other friend sang. And huh. yeah, okay. yeah, I played a guitar myself too. Yeah, Michael, but you know, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I I did. I when I was eighteen, I thought that that was that was basically gonna be be my world i'm gonna be like this big rock star and i'm gonna go travel the world and stuff and i did, i only made it as far as the garage and that was about it <laughs> but yeah yeah you yeah. had fun right yeah I, I i had fun i had fun and throughout the years i would I'd jam every once in a while and stuff my my nephew he plays he plays drums he's been he's he's about 30 and he was playing drums since he was eight my brother always played guitar and then i i played guitar i i played bass and drums and didn't do good singing it was more when i was a teenager it was more into punk music and just just that <laughs> type type music because three three chord music i mean that you can't go wrong there <laughs> i mean you know, uh, Green Day, Misfits. I mean, that was just pretty, pretty much, you know, pretty much it. Rancid, just the old, old punk, you know, stuff from like the eighties and seventies. But I mean, we did like the old stuff, like Black Sabbath, and uh, we liked the Seattle music, like Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, which I I grew up on in the nineties as a teenager. <laughs> so. <laughs> But yeah, listen pretty much to the same music. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm 40, and it, it's funny. I, I turn on, I turn on like I, I have the Sirius XM, and I turn it on like the lithium station, listen to the 90s stuff. My wife's in the car with me. She rolls her eyes. She's like, "All we listen to is the 90s." <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I, you know, so I switch it over to the classic rock channel, the classic rewind, <laughs> and listen to some. You know, good, good old stuff there, like old Sammy Hagar and Police, and uh, you know, different, different types. <laughs> you know, uh, so. <laughs> but I, I was, I was quiet, and then senior year I broke out. But I, I do like the the stories behind your books there, Christina. That's really, that's really amazing and really good. What does, what does your fr- uh, friends? think about and say about you having two books that's published with which i saw pot really good positive reviews on amazon they like brag about it like oh. i don't so like usually when i like talk about my books i sometimes get like embarrassed and so like they're like oh yeah look at Chris- christina you're so awesome you wrote two books i'm like uh, <laughs> i don't know how to respond i get embarrassed and they're really supportive about. They're really supportive about it, though. That's good. That's 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 awesome. With your friends being supportive, and your your dad and your yeah. your sisters being very supportive. That's that is that is awesome. Now, with yeah. you having both books, Christina, does that did that inspire your friends to get pick up more books and start reading and getting into writing? that's neat and you're sending you're sending a really good message in the books both books as you described right there to young to to young young readers would you what advice would you give to a young writer starting out what advice would you give if someone asked you I feel like, you 
know, it's your book, so you can really do whatever you want with it. And you shouldn't really let anyone's opinions hold you down because, you know, it's your book. You can do whatever you want with it. And, you sh- and like, you know, you can do whatever you want with it. And, like, be proud. Don't really get embarrassed because it's your work. You did a good thing. You should be proud. I like that. That is a good. That that's a good answer. I like that. Wow, (laughs) you took me by surprise there. That's that is awesome. I like that. I like that advice right there. That is that is awesome. You're you're really proud of her, Mark. Yep. That that is. I mean, I would. I I I'm I'm proud of you right there. Just just you know, I just talking to you today and just that right there. That's. That is awesome. That is some good advice right there. <laughs> I I like that. I like that. Do do you plan on writing anything else? After, uh, anything planned, Christina? Uh, How many books you got you're writing now? I'm like working on like four books. And I have like so much ideas. And I'm having trouble like like taking out one idea and keeping the others for later, so I just read them all down. that's that's good i mean you write down your ideas and stuff that's that's great that's great you're always writing ideas down yeah yeah (laughs) do you do the same thing mark when you you come up with an idea do you have like a notepad like right right there where you come up with an idea and you write it down do you do you do the same thing i actually have a uh app on my phone um it's like a, a memo pad it's called Inkpad, and it syncs like with your Google account. And I just have like a, like an item, like a book ideas, and I just jot down like not so much the whole I, the whole storyline, but uh, an idea of a story. And I have I don't know like five or ten different ideas of books that I like to write on. Uh, but that's not gonna get. I'm gonna focus just on the cabal and. The vampire series first because I want to get those done. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I think Christina goes more in depth. Like she's actually writing four different books right now. Wow. <laughs> For like, like one, I think is almost 200 pages right now. Oh, she's nice. not done. Uh, whereas me, I, I just I'm just focusing on one book and I just have like my ideas on an app that syncs with my phone, so that when I'm ready to when I'm done with like the cabal, I can go start something else, mm-hmm. you know, but an outline, it's not detailed. She actually, she's got pages and pages. She just hasn't finished them all. Wow. She gets a book, I think she starts typing. She gets up early. Most kids, <laughs> like you, you struggle to get them up for school. Sometimes she gets up early and she starts typing. She gets up early on the weekends, boom, 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 boom. Six o'clock, seven o'clock, she starts typing. Sometimes she's typing before she goes to bed. She's like a machine. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, jeez. Wow. And if she's not doing that, then she's reading. Mm. So, I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> my my best friend. Up in, constructive. So. <laughs> that is, that's neat. That's neat, like a machine, just. I like how I describe that. My my best friend up in Tennessee, his his wife, uh, his his uh, he has three three kids, and the two that's still living at home with him. His uh, I think twelve year old, she she'll get up get up early in the morning, and before she goes to school, she'll do yoga, and then go to school, come home, do yoga again, and then sit down over in the corner of the couch there, and then read. And uh, his his wife. She loves reading too, and then they're they're both be sitting there on opposite ends of the couch with a book, just sitting there, just reading, and just going through and just reading different stories. And i I think that's I think that's great that people and young people and kids just reading books. My my daughter too, she's interested in books and stuff, and I read her a story. Right before uh, she goes to bed at night, we pick out different books, and I read her. I read her. I got her Doctor Seuss, Cat in a Hat, and uh, she likes Peppa Pig, and she got a, some books on that, and it's just different different type books. And she'll come up and give us books, and I think that's neat. You know, at at that age there, 
And I tell my wife, I said, she's in the books. We, you know, keep her interested in, you know, books and stuff because reading, reading's great. I had a teacher one time that said, reading, you, you know, if you just pick up a magazine, you pick up anything, newspaper, you read it, you're reading. And that's always good, good to do. It always is. Yep. It always is good to do. It is. Yep. It is. Anything that works for brain, you know, reading or like in your case, playing the bass is good too. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. And it's like a muscle; you got to keep working it. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you you definitely do. You definitely do. You 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 have to keep working it. And we're going to take a break. We want to give a shout-out to the sponsors of Podcast City Network. The following support and sponsor, Podcast City Network. City Limits Tap Room, Sports Bar in Deland, Florida, has brew on tap, serve food, the grilled cheese is excellent. For upcoming events, check out City Limits Tap Room on Facebook.com slash City Limits Tap Room. Morph Tea, a comfortable and lightweight 100% polyester t-shirt with illustrated morph characters that, when worn, will make the illustrations seem to come to life. For more of Tony Rodriguez's work, you can see his full line of apparel at teespring.com. Sports Sanity Customs have worked with organizations from custom embroidering polo shirts to jerseys for your kids' baseball team. They do it all. Armed with state-of-the-art equipment and an in-house design team, they are equipped to take on your next project. Visit their website to learn more, sportsanitycustoms.com. Visit Sports Sanity Customs on Facebook.com slash Sports Sanity Customs. Three Count Design offers a wide range of graphic design products, video, photography and other forms of media. Everything from t-shirt designs to websites. Visit Facebook.com slash 3 Design for more. Demo Blast Studios, an explosion of imagination. Original artwork, podcasts, video, apparel and more. Visit DemoBlastStudios.com. Visit DemoBlastStudios on Facebook.com slash DemoBlastStudios, the best family entertainment pro wrestling show in the state of Kentucky. Kentucky's own wrestling brings quality family vintage wrestling to a town near you. Kentucky's Own Wrestling offers a ladies division in wrestling and a training school. Kentucky's Own Wrestling is the current longest running southern promotion. Visit Facebook.com slash Somerset Kentucky's Own Wrestling. All supporters and sponsors are brought to you by Podcast City Network. You're listening to The Everett Lee Show. I want to discuss with you, Mark, is MMA. I I looked yeah. up on uh, your your Facebook page there, and I've seen that a lot of your photos and stuff of you as a competitor. You tell me a little yeah. bit about that being a competitor. You said karate, martial arts. Um, yeah, I've I've always been in the martial arts. Uh, well, up to recently, I've been injured, but I'll get into that in a second. I've always been in and out of the martial arts since the age of 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out with karate. Um, uh, like you're, the guy's so popular, even the kids of this generation know. Everybody usually gets into martial arts because they watch a Bruce Lee movie. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows Bruce Lee is. I mean, but uh, I actually got into it. I was a big admirer of Bruce Lee. At Bruce, if you ask any of my friends growing up from high school, I had wall-to-wall Bruce Lee photos all over the place. But the real, re- real way I got into the martial arts was, uh, I think I was like five or six, and um, my father was also is also a martial artist, and he took me to a um, karate school demonstration in uh, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. He trained at a school. Um, the instructor is actually dead now, but his, his name is James George Cofield. And he produced a uh, top-ranked karate fighter by the name of Tom the Puppet. And when I was at that demonstration, I was like, I was blown away. You know, and I'm like, all right, that's what I want to do. <laughs> um, I didn't really get into it till I was like 14. And then what happened was I graduated college. Or, yeah, when I graduated college, I took... Um, went back to karate, 
I was studying at a school, and my instructor was Ray Martin, and they had a, uh, he was one of the first few people that cross-trained. Like, he, he didn't teach traditional karate. He, he was kind of like Bruce Lee in the fact that he believed that you take a little bit from everything for mm-hmm. any martial art, take what's, and use what is effective and dispose of whatever is not effective. And while I was there, he had a um, jiu-jitsu instructor. It was a young kid. He was a blue belt at the time, but back then there weren't that, that many black belts. So when I was there, I was doing karate and um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And then... I really didn't get into jiu-jitsu. I got really into jiu-jitsu like when I was in my late 20s. Right. Um, around the time when I met my wife. And we moved up here and I found a pure jiu-jitsu school by the name of uh, Performance Jiu-Jitsu. And I trained with them until I uh, separated my shoulder when I was like 32. And that took me out for like six years. Yeah. It was a really bad injury. I don't know what took me. I just had a hard time finding doctors. And then first it was my shoulder, but the fun thing was my other arm was fine. The one that got hurt was fine. It was the other one. Uh-huh. And, and um, I tried to stay active, so I was studying. Um, well, at that time I was doing boxing and jiu-jitsu. Um, I went to a, when I was injured, I wanted to keep active. So I, I joined a Muay uh, Thai uh, kickboxing school uh, in Jersey. It's called North Jersey Muay Thai. Uh-huh. And on and off for a year. And they, uh, I met a, they had a jiu-jitsu guy over there and his name was Lu- Luis Haron. He was a brown belt at that time. And I stayed with him for a few years and then I went over uh, probably a year after I got my brown belt and went over to a, uh, a Henzo Gracie school in Northvale, Northvale, Jersey, well, Northern Valley, Henzo Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Right. Uh, the professor's name in there is Carl Mossaro. Uh, he's trained, he's done like, I think, eight, eight or ten camps with George St. Pierre. If anybody follows MMA, he's a former uh, welterweight yeah. uh, champion. So, in fact, he's, he's in that video footage of uh, the last fight he had. I guess the Count Bing's being during a training camp. He's the my instructor's the guy that he's doing the takedowns with. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and then what happened was I've, I've always had like you always get bruised and injuries, but what happens? I had like a very I have arthritis in my foot right now. Uh-huh. I have no cartilage in my foot, and I have problems with my IT band. So I haven't I haven't trained. I, I got injured in October last year. My thumb went all the way back. But I was fine. I would have kept training with the thumb. It was just the foot and the legs. I just had a lot of problems. And I tried going back two months later in January. My body was shot. I'm hoping I can get back into it in September. That's what my goal is because it would have been like eight months. I'm like going nuts right now. Yeah. <laughs> my kids are like, how, how obsessed I was with it. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. I'm like, the world's at end. I don't care. I gotta go to jiu-jitsu. <laughs> that was like my mentality. <laughs> I, I, you know, I didn't care. I, you know, the only thing that was more important to me than training was my kids. Right. You know, I, <laughs> I would always put jiu-jitsu ahead of it. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so during my time in doing jiu-jitsu, I did a lot of jiu-jitsu tournaments. I did the uh, IBGF New York Open. I did the Abu Dhabi uh, Pro Jiu-Jitsu Trials. Uh, I've done the Naga World Championships. Um, Rappler's Quest back in the day. Uh, they don't exist anymore, but back in the day, they were a pretty popular uh, grappling organization. Right, uh, right. And I've trained, you know, not with a lot of MMA fighters, but, you know, being involved with Jiu-Jitsu, it's, it's kind of, MMA is kind of, I guess you would say like the cousin of it because a lot of MMA fighters do jiu-jitsu. So, right, right. Uh, you know, it's kind of like like when I was training at my one school, that's kind of how I got my uh, my name, Mark Shark, was from an MMA fighter, an amateur MMA fighter. He kind of coined it. Nice. Um, and that, that's pretty much it. You know, I love it. I still I miss it. I follow MMA as much as possible. 
And you also follow, uh, I mean, I've kind of been slacking on the jiu-jitsu circuit because it kind of gets me depressed because I can't do it. Yeah. But a high regard for the uh, jiu-jitsu athletes, you know, um, and the, the legends like Marcelo Garcia, Enzo Gracie, uh, Lovato, Roberto Lovato Jr., Cyborg, um, you know, even the new guys like Gary Tonin, Gordon Ryan and his brother Nicky, um, you know, John Danaher, and that whole death squad. I mean, I think what they've done, they just totally revolutionized the sport. And right. In terms of MMA, you know, I give those guys credit. I don't. I still don't think they get paid enough to do what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they put bodies through hell. <laughs> I mean, I put my body through hell, and I. Now, I'm not, I'm not getting, like, leg kicked and then going back home and then doing hours of wrestling and then going back in the ring and then doing boxing and then after that doing rounds and rounds of cardio and lifting all on the same day. And then you got guys, you know, in other sports making millions. Yeah. But, you know, it's all based on the viewership. It's because more people, I mean, as popular as the mar- mixed martial arts has gotten, there are some people that still don't know what, don't know what it is. Right, yeah. right. So I take it, I've always taken it upon myself to kind of like educate people. Um, back in the day, they always thought of it as a uh, two humans cockfighting. Mm-hmm. And I always found that as an insult because they're not cockfighting. They're actually using their intelligence to train their bodies, to hone their skills, to be able to impose their will on their individual opponent. You know, it's not two guys just throwing haymakers. Mm-hmm. They're doing, you know, they're using their mind and their training to make an educated, calculated guesses on what moves and techniques they're going to use. Right. Obviously, they train their, to the point where it's reflex. They don't have to think about it. But, you know, it's not easy. Think no. of it as like a musician. Just you learning the guitar, like you said, you played like two chord songs. Yeah. Right. And try to yeah. think of like someone like Eddie Van Halen, right, or anything <laughs> Malmsteen, or yeah. George Lynch. Like, think of what they could do with the guitar, right? Oh yeah. They put the life into it. The same thing with these guys. Yeah. But they're not. They're not getting paid the same as, let's say, someone like playing basketball or baseball. Exa- exactly. Based Ex- on demand, I understand that, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm ho- I'm hoping it catches up. Yeah, I I mean it's it it's popular. I mean, look look at UFC. Look how look how long they were around, and look how long it took them to get to get to where they're oh, at and stuff. I know. I mean, back in the, I mean, they were outlawed. Yeah, banned from the US. You had. Well, I used to go to my friend's house. We used to get like a I don't know. They call them black boxes. Yeah, which you kind of like illegal shows illegally. <laughs> That's how we would watch it. Yeah, you know, we're talking. 93 97 wow yeah. i remember the yeah. black boxes man wow i haven't heard i haven't heard i haven't heard that term forever man black box i was like as soon as you said that i'm like oh my goodness they usually man. Have that with airplanes nowadays but yeah that's what we <laughs> yeah. back then i'd always house and we would watch the uc he would get he would have a black box and somehow it was programmed get channels from different countries or whatever and we'd watch the uh, UFC exchange extreme cage fighting uh, world fighting series or whatever that one was the Henzo Gracie one um, hook and shoot I used to get all the videotapes you know mm-hmm. you know we would they weren't easy it's not like nowadays it's a little easier everything's like streams you got they got on ESPN but it yeah. took the UFC a long time it did. Yeah. It did. Um, it, as much as like Dana, um, you know, a lot of fighters may hate him. They think he's kind of like, you know, he takes advantage of the fighters. But you, in some ways, you got to give him credit, right? Because he, if he did not have the connections he had to the Fortita brothers, and have have that connection and it put together with his outlook on the sport, it would have never grown the way it is now. It wouldn't be on ESPN. Exactly. Exactly. Fox, you know? yeah, exactly. I, I I totally agree right there, man. I mean, he he built it, and it 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 took it a while, and it's you know it it's hot. It's still hot, and 
I mean, there's so many fighters coming through and stuff and everything, and it's it it's great. It, it is it is great. And I did listen listen to your podcaster. You you just you just started it not too uh, not too long ago, did you? How how did you come up and you decide? I wanna I wanna do a podcast. I wanna talk about MMA. How how did that come about? Well, like remember when I said I got injured? Yeah. And I go going nuts. Well, it <laughs> <laughs> has to take my mind off the fact that I'm kind of not doing jujitsu anymore. So I poured my energies into different avenues. Uh, uh-huh. Doing more music now. I'm playing guitar. I actually started taking piano lessons. But the other um, project I started was um, the podcast. Mm-hmm. I figured, let me start. I, I, I tw- thought about it like maybe a few years ago. Uh, but I'm like, you know what? Let me let me focus my energies on this. I can still, even though I'm not training, I can still be involved somehow with the martial arts community. Right. Uh, you know, I, I help out. I still have my jiu-jitsu roots. I help out um, local jiu-jitsu schools. There was a, uh, not too long ago, there was a, there's a, a jiu-jitsu school, I think it's in Mawa, New Jersey. They had a, ch- a charity role for um, brain cancer. Right. So... I helped them out last minute by, I, I just saw like a Facebook entry and I'm like, hey, you know, let me just help promote your uh, your cause there. You know, so I figured like even though I'm not on the map rolling, I'm helping other martial artists, particularly those in the MMA and Jiu-Jitsu world, right. uh, promote themselves. I also promote, um, talk with a lot of health and fitness experts um, just to help other, like if there's an MMA listener listening to the show, they can find um, other ways of keeping their body healthy. Uh, I had I had interviewed like a sports psychologist, and he talks about how to dealing with like a jump, adrenaline rushes, and uh, the adrenaline dump that competitors deal with, and like how to deal with the fear and anxiety that you get before you get into a fight. I've interviewed uh, diet experts um, to learn about you know, how to diet healthy. Um, I also interviewed, interviewed a lot of local MMA fighters. Um, they're, you know, a- actually I um, interviewed recently a, um, a fighter. Well, he doesn't fight anymore. He, he, he fought on Bellator and Adam Meredith. Um, and um, very interesting character. So I, I, I like it. I still keep my somewhat involved with the martial arts. Right. I'm involved in promoting mixed martial arts as a sport, and I, I help promote the the fighters. Right. Yeah. It, it it's the good. because they don't get a lot of help, you know, help them promote their fights. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> I I like it. I like it, and and also you get to, uh, when having a podcast. You get to talk about something you're passionate about that you love and love enjoying, and you get to throw a plug in there for for your books and uh, yep. your your daughter's books, which is great too. Which is really great too. And speaking of speaking of uh, your book and uh, Christina's book, where can people find? Your books at um, where? Where can I find your book at, and where can I find Christina's books at? Okay, I mean, obviously it's on uh, Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com, but to make things simpler, they can just go to our website, which is www.retortofamilybooks.com. That's R-I-T-O-R-T-O familybooks.com, and right from there, you there'll be direct links from our website um, to the Amazon pages to buy the books. Now, we do have hardcover copies of our books that you can only purchase from our website. Um, and uh, also, we have links to Christina's brand-new audio book for I Am a Survivor that's on there, and for my audio book version of my book called The Cabal the Saga Begins. And we're also on Facebook. You can look for family book, uh, Retorto Family Books on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel. You can look for my name, Mark Latorto. 
Uh, we're also we also have our blog, which is right off our website to find out more information. And, uh, Mark Retorto on Twitter and uh, Instagram. But the best place is obviously our website, RetortoFamilyBooks.com. They can go right from there, and I'll take them to wherever they want to buy it. If they want to buy it from Barnes & Noble or Amazon, yeah, that's the simplest and most effective way. And if they want to buy our hardcover books, there's a link there as well. We also sell swag on our website. There's a link there. If they clip on the shop link, they can buy hoodies and T-shirts and hats. Um, based on the novels of our book, you know, there's like the Cabal mug, the Cabal hoodie, the uh, Invisible Girl baseball cap, as well as the generic uh, Retorto family t-shirts uh, for men and crop shirts for women. So, oh, you got it right there. <laughs> you scrolling. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a screenshot right here. I've been screenshotting yeah. it right here. I'm on your shop right here. And then yeah. right here, I got your your website right here. I hear. No the book, but if they go to the one, if they click on the shop one, I'll take them to a different place page for where we sell our uh, T-shirts and stuff. But yeah. for books, that's that's basically you just click on the books link, and there it go. Yeah, you can scroll down right there. At the top is Invisible Girl. You could buy it shows right here. You buy on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and you can buy the hard hardcover version. And like you said. Um, Invisible Girl, same thing. Buy it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and you can buy the audio version. And the Cabal, the saga begins. You buy audio version or book, or Amazon, or from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and then you can buy the hardcover version right here. And you get the links at the bottom right there, as mentioned to uh, your socials, your Facebook page right here. I'm pulling up and. When it loads. <laughs> That's what happens when you have tabs open and stuff and you get streaming software all on at the same time. Right here. <laughs> there it is. There's there's your Facebook page right there. Mark J. Rotato. Right yeah. there. And uh, you go back. You got your Twitter, as you mentioned. And that's neat right there. I like the website. It's easy to navigate. Definitely navigate. Hey, look, there's a tweet on the Everett Lee show. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I, I shouted that out. Yeah. I saw your posting today. Oh, thank I you. Your thank artwork you. was pretty good. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, I, I do pretty. I, do, I mean, I do you know pretty good. But um, Chris, Chris Carnage, he, he's, he's like the master of Photoshop. He's come up with a lot of stuff and a lot of. Uh, a lot of artwork and stuff for us on uh for for a lot of the logo logoing and stuff it's kind of 50 50 i like the website the website was really good oh thank you thank you yeah yeah chris pretty much uh touches up the website here and there with a lot of things and he he pretty much takes care of that part and i mean it's just it's two-man operation what we do and stuff and uh it's quite a bit i mean it's takes a lot to run a network and we're what Mark's referring to is podcast city network, which, uh, you can check out right here on the, on the page right here, podcastcity.net. head over there for podcasts such as the Everett Lee show and many, many more content and podcast on the website you can follow podcasting network on facebook podcasting network give that a thumbs up and a like and send us a tweet at podcasting net on twitter and follow the youtube channel podcast city network subscribe to that and right here on twitch.tv slash podcasting network be sure to follow that as well and be sure to follow everett lee show Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. For more of The Everett Lee Show on social media, follow and like The Everett Lee Show on Facebook, The Everett Lee Show, Twitter, at The Everett underscore Lee, Instagram, Everett Lee Show. Audio versions of this podcast and previously released podcast can be found on everettleeshow.podbean.com. Stitcher Radio, The Everett Lee Show, give a rating and comment. Apple Podcast. The Everett Lee Show, give a rating and comment. YouTube, The Everett Lee Show, 
Subscribe to the channel. The Everett Lee Show, your shot of entertainment to the head. Anything else you want to promote and mention, Mark, before we close? And Christina? Uh, just, just, just be on the lookout for Christina's new audiobook. Hopefully, we just approved it. We're just waiting for Amazon to finally approve it. That should be available hopefully within a couple of weeks, the, uh, the audiobook version. And then uh, my podcast, Mark the Shark MMA Show. Um, that's on pretty much everywhere Radio Public, iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher. You, um, you name it, it's on there. iHeartRadio. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Awesome. I want to thank both of you for coming on today and discussing with me your books, your podcast, and martial arts and everything in between. It was great t- talking and chatting with both of you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And. and show. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're always welcome to come back on anytime to promote any anything else. And uh, that's pretty much it for the Everlee Show. And. Be sure to tune in next week right here for another episode of The Everly Show. Everly signing off. Have a great day and a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Peace.